Hola, ¿qué tal? You're listening to the When in Spain show. I'm your host, Paul Burge. A warm welcome to this episode. Coming up, a look at Semana Santa. Yes, Spain's Holy Week. Now, this happened uh, last week, so I'm going to be looking back at it, reflecting on what Holy Week or Easter means in Spain and how it's uh, celebrated. And to do this, uh, I'll be taking us down to the busy streets and processions in Malaga. Karina and me drove down there for a few days over the Easter weekend. And I'll be sharing with you the sounds, sights and smells of the city during Holy Week. Uh, the processions, music, incense, noise and celebrations to try and give you a real sense of the atmosphere of really the biggest religious ceremony of the year here in Spain. I'll be outlining a bit of the history, the traditions. You'll hear us attend a couple of uh, Good Friday processions in the city of Malaga. And I'll also be chatting to two Spanish friends, uh, Felix and José, uh, who are both from Andalusia. Uh, they'll be giving us a, a rich cultural insight into what Semana Santa is all about and what it means for them. Before we get to that, uh, just a few quick announcements to make. The When in Spain podcast is available to subscribe to for free on iTunes or Stitcher or any podcast platform uh, that you use. Uh, it's available to subscribe to and it's also available to stream on Spotify and TuneIn Radio. When in Spain also has a presence on all of the main social media hangouts. We have an active When in Spain uh, page on Facebook and also a When in Spain Facebook group. So if you'd like to socialize with other Spain lovers and Spain fans and share your thoughts and comments and ideas, content, photographs and ask any questions, the When in Spain Facebook page is the place to do that. If you'd like to see some of my photography from around Spain, uh, which relate to the podcast episodes, there's also a When in Spain Instagram page and also a YouTube channel as well if you'd like to see videos from around Spain. Let's get into Holy Week, Semana Santa. Well, yeah, it really is the biggest religious celebration of the year in Spain. Uh, public holidays, lots of eating and drinking, and really in pretty much every city around Spain, lots and lots of religious processions. Easter is a time where uh, Spaniards, they get out into the streets and watch hundreds of elaborate reenactments of the Passion of Christ. And these processions take place throughout Holy Week all over Spain, and they are formed really of associations uh, known as cofradías or brotherhoods, and the members of the different brotherhoods take part in the processions. And this is a very, very strong uh, tradition in Spain, which dates back really to the Middle Ages. Uh, Semana Santa or Holy Week processions are also known as uh, penance processions and involve uh, members of uh, brotherhoods which are called uh, nazarenos they usually parade from their neighborhood church or temple through the city streets to the city's cathedral following a very fixed route and uh, as i mentioned the streets fill up packed with uh, people who watch the processions take place 
Music is a really important part, as you just heard a little clip at the beginning of the episode, and you'll also hear a lot more music uh, coming up in the episode as well. A uh, really important part of the Semana Santa processions. Uh, the people that take part in Semana Santa processions dress in uh, a traditional caperote. Uh, this is probably the most iconic costume, I suppose, that many people will already be familiar with, and that's the tall a cone-shaped hat uh, which covers uh, the faces and has little uh, holes cut for eyes. And really the caperotes are used for, uh, are reserved for people who are, are paying a penance and as a sign of atoning their sins. In most Easter processions, the participants carry very large, heavy wooden floats which are adorned with uh, images or figures uh, depicting scenes of the Passion of Christ. These are known as pasos in some cities. Uh, in Malaga, where we went to see the processions, they are known as tronos and adorned with religious sculptures depicting Jesus or Mary and uh, festooned with flowers, candles, absolutely stunning, really impressive, really beautiful. And uh, these uh, pasos or tronos or floats uh, really form the focal point of each procession. As I said, there are processions that take place all over Spain. Uh, in Madrid, where I live, uh, there, there are processions held in, in, in every big city, really. Uh, but some of the most famous processions uh, take place in uh, in Andalusia, really because of the, the most ornate processions, are the biggest processions, uh, particularly in uh, Sevilla, in Seville, uh, have uh, some of the biggest Holy Week processions, uh, which take place at dawn. And in Malaga, they have uh, giant tronos or thrones which are carried through the streets uh, by the brotherhoods dressed in long purple or black robes uh, often followed by women dressed in black wearing what's called a mantilla or a lace veil so in Malaga for example to give you an idea there are these religious brotherhoods uh, which uh, belong to a particular, usually a particular neighborhood of a city. Now, in Malaga, there are something like 40 different brotherhoods called cofradías. Each cofradía uh, has its own church or temple, which usually is based in a particular neighborhood of the city. I picked up a leaflet, uh, well, a timetable, really, to give you an idea of just how huge uh, the, the, the scale of the processions is, uh, for example, in somewhere like Malaga. I picked up a leaflet um, which I'm just looking back at now. And it's really a, a timetable. Uh, each cofradia has, its, has a different name and a different uh, crest uh, depicting the, the brotherhood. And on the timetable, for each cofradia, it uh, says what time the uh, procession leaves the neighborhood church. And it gives a, a, time, a timing of uh, what time the procession is expected to pass through uh, specific parts of the city. So you can uh, dash around the city, hopefully not get trampled by crowds and crowds of people or, or to not get trapped by different processions taking place in different parts of the city as well. Because uh, what tends to happen and what happened to us a few times in Malaga is that you want to get from one procession to a different part of a city to see another procession. And on your way through the maze of streets, you kind of get cut off by all of these processions passing in different, you know, north, south, east, east, west. And you find yourself completely hemmed in and trapped for, you know, maybe 30 minutes or an hour um, because you can't cross the streets while the procession are taking place. 
So let's head off to Malaga now and let's get some sights and sounds and give you a flavour of uh, what it's like to actually see these processions. The first one that we saw on uh, Good Friday in the evening was a procession called Piety or Piedad. So we're just in the, just to the north east of the centre of uh, Malaga near a neighbourhood called El Ejido and it's half past eight in the evening and we're just watching one of the one of the dozens of uh, processions that take place throughout the city during Semana Santa. Uh, this one is called uh, La Piedad, which means piety. Or oh, I suppose you could translate it as religious devotion. It's a very narrow street where we're stood, um, but absolutely packed with people. Uh, there are balconies from various apartments that overlook the street, draped in burgundy color uh, curtains or throws with gold trim adorned with flowers and right in front of me as I speak to you uh, I'm watching a large and as I speak to you I can see two long lines of navarenos completely dressed in in black and navarenos uh, wear the large pointy capes uh, with uh, the little holes cut for eyes and they're making a procession now right past where we are standing uh, carrying large brown uh, candles which are lit and it's just about dusk it's like starting to get dark um, and there's not too much noise at the moment so it's just the beginning of the procession as the uh, navarenos uh, are passing So the Navarrenos are members of a given brotherhood of which there are dozens around the city, as I mentioned before. Each brotherhood has its own float or, or trono, which gets carried through the city as a penitence. And the Navarrenos go with the large uh, black, well, in this case, black pointy hoods with holes cut for eyes. And they do this because they are repenting their sins and they don't want to be identified uh, by their face for their sins. And the other thinking behind wearing the large pointy hoods is that they are being ridiculed, basically, for being sinners. Passing behind them are a group of women carrying silver chalices, all dressed in black. And they are ban de luto. De luto means they're going in mourning. So they're going in mourning of of the death of, of Jesus Christ. One curious thing is that there are lots of uh, young children, little kids, here with their parents. And as the Navarrenos pass by carrying their candles, some of the children have balls of candle wax which they've collected. And they go collecting drippings or drips of, of wax to add to their collection on their, their ball of, mo of, 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 of hardened wax that they have in their hands. And they go offering the ball of wax to the Navarrenos as they pass by, collecting more drops of wax from the candles. So by the looks of it, the balls of wax that the children have are multicolored. So it looks like they've obviously uh, been to various processions around the city uh, from various uh, cofradías, collecting uh, the wax uh, as, uh, as the procession passes by. The main part of the procession is now passing by, as you can hear the solemn music. And the, the scene which has been depicted from this 
huge, heavy uh, float of wood and metal bears the scene of Mary uh, holding Jesus Christ in her arms after he has been removed from the uh, from the cross. Part of the procession as it goes past are carrying huge silver candlesticks. And the float itself, which is called a trono, is being carried by dozens and dozens of, uh, of men. And the ringing of the bell, the ringing of the bell signifies to stop the procession, to, to put the uh, trono down on the ground so they can stop bearing the weight of it. And the float has stopped. It's been uh, gently lowered to the, to the street. And the float itself is very tall. It's decorated in beautiful uh, pink roses. It looked like purple, uh, I don't know, purple flowers, purple crocuses or something like that. Uh, there's a large wooden cross draped in a white cloth. And each corner of the, of the trono, of the wooden float, is adorned with really intricately carved uh, candles. And then the centerpiece of the float is, as I said, is Jesus Christ uh, being held in the arms of, of Mary, uh, his head slumped to one side and, uh, and bleeding. The air in the street is absolutely thick with the scent of uh, incense, a really sickly sweet smell of incense, which you uh, you seem to smell all around the city uh, during uh, Semana Santa, not just here in Malaga, but in uh, many of the cities around Spain where the religious processions take place. And uh, you almost know that a procession is just around the corner, even if you can't hear it or see it, because you can smell the incense from quite a few blocks away, wafting down the streets. It's a really thick, uh, sweet smell of, uh, of burning incense. So the main trono or wooden float has uh, just passed by. They've just stopped again further down the street. And uh, we're going to move up the street. The street is absolutely packed now where we are. Um, it was interesting. As the float was carried past by several dozen men carrying the float from the outside, um, in other cities, certainly in, Andalu certainly in Andalusia, uh, carrying these heavy wooden floats which can weigh up to 4,000 kilograms incredibly heavy this one is uh, ornately carved by what looked like out of what looked like uh, mahogany wood uh, we're just trying to <laughs> cross across a very busy narrow packed street with numerous hundreds of people following the procession so the people who are following the float, uh, they have a promise to the Virgin Mary. So this is why they are following the, the, uh, the float. So they've, they've asked something from the Virgin Mary and they're following the float which carries the Virgin Mary. They're following because uh, they want their 
their prayer to be fulfilled. Uh, we're just making our way up a, up a back street now. Still dozens of people. It was very busy. I mean, it was interesting. As they were carrying the, the float past, um, you could hear it creaking, the, the old wood creaking. So after the procession, we headed off to go and uh, escape the crowds, uh, which is pretty difficult to do in any city centre during Semana Santa, and have a couple of beers. And we sat down and I talked to two of my Spanish friends, as I mentioned earlier, Felix and Jose, who explained a bit about a bit more detail behind the history of Semana Santa and how it all works. So here they are. Well, la Semana Santa comienza... The Semana Santa started in medieval times, in the 14th or 15th centuries thereabout, uh, when many people in Spain were illiterate and, and didn't know how to read or write. Um, so Semana Santa gave the church an opportunity to take the story of the Passion of Christ uh, to the street so that people could hear and understand the story. So they started to take out into the streets the first religious icons or effigies. Actually, the, the history of taking the story of the Passion of Christ became a regular cultural tradition. And it became a, a, a village ceremony or a town ceremony until it grew and grew into today's institution uh, with more organization and, and status and more celebration. And, and today it's a, a local holiday in honor of the patron saints across the towns and villages of Andalusia and indeed Spain. Nowadays they are organized as a real festival of Christianity where the city streets are closed to traffic to give the processions priority and the privilege uh, in front of the rest of the city. Today the processions take place for seven days from Palm Sunday until Easter Sunday. Uh, in Malaga there are no processions on the Saturday which is something specific to Malaga. But in Granada or Seville, they do have processions on Saturday since the church granted a papal ruling or edict uh, going back quite a few decades. So now there are processions for seven days during Holy Week, whereas in the beginning maybe only for two or three days. So the early church brotherhoods, of which there were maybe only four or five, demonstrated the story of the Passion of Christ, and maybe the first brotherhood would depict the arrival to Jerusalem, and the second brotherhood, the prayer in the Garden of Olives, and so on and so forth with the arrest, the trial, the Calvary, and the crucifixion and resurrection. Nowadays, there are many more processions and more religious icons and effigies uh, brought out into the street. In Spain, there were Muslims, and the reconquest brought with it religious teaching. And Semana Santa was a way to show the Muslim population what Christianity was. So what is uh, a cofradía exactly? In Malaga there are around 40 religious brotherhoods which started out as uh, kinds of trade associations or guilds. For example, there's one here in Malaga which is a brotherhood of winemakers. 
another one of olive growers. So they all started out as trade associations, uh, many of them linked to agriculture, and they decided to make their own icons and figures and take them to the streets in a procession. And each brotherhood or cofradía has its own church or temple, is that right? Well, originally, all of the religious icons were kept all year round in temples and basilicas around the cities. However, when Semana Santa became uh, more famous culturally, these brotherhoods began to create their own houses of brotherhood and their icons were kept there. So what's the difference between Semana Santa in Malaga compared to other cities in Andalusia or Spain? Well, with regards to the floats that are carried through the streets, there are differences between different cities. For example, in Seville, the floats or thrones are carried on the lower neck of each person, called a costalero, and they are completely hidden underneath the float and enclosed by a curtain, so you can't see them. This originates from the fact that in some cities, the streets on the route of the procession are very narrow, and so in order to fit those carrying the float, and so in order to fit, those carrying the float go directly underneath the throne. This type of float is called a paso. However, here in Malaga, for example, the streets are much wider on the procession routes, and the float is carried from the outside and on the shoulder, which takes up more space in the street, and those carrying the float are called hombres or mujeres del trono, men or women of the throne, and the float is called a trono or a throne. So they're not called penitentes or penitents then? No, no, the people who are walking outside the floats making the procession are called penitents or nazarenos, which means from Nazareth. And they are the ones who wear the cone-shaped or pointed hood. They wear the hood as a way of ridiculing themselves as a penance for the sins they have committed. And the hood is also a way of hiding your face to maintain anonymity because you've committed sins. And some of them also go uh, barefoot or carrying a cross as well. So for the uh, procession, do they have to follow a particular route through the city? The procession follows a route through various streets in the city centre, but each brotherhood comes from their neighbourhood, so they leave their neighbourhood departing from the house of the brotherhood with the float of religious icons in procession with the penitents, and they have to pass through certain central streets in the city where crowds gather to watch them, and it's a way for the brotherhoods to show to the people of the city that they are fulfilling their penance. And I heard that these brotherhoods can be fined. Mm. 
Well, you have to think that each brotherhood can have between one and four thousand members, and each procession has a, a strict timetable to keep and has to pass through specific streets in the city on the official procession route and at a specific time. And so, if any of the brotherhood's processions are delayed for any reason, if they go too slowly, yes, they will receive a fine because they are holding up the processions that are following behind them. And in some of the processions, the penitent sings saetas, uh, a religious song. Yes, it's a song about the passion of Christ and about pain, and it has its origins in the prayers of Muslims that were sung from the mosques. And today the songs still maintain the same kind of rhythm and tone of those Muslim prayers. Voy a contar una cosa muy curiosa de Málaga que no pasa en otras ciudades y es que la mayoría de la imagen aquí se le llama Another interesting point to note uh, especially here in Málaga is that the majority of the religious figures that pass through the streets today are actually quite modern replicas of the originals because the originals were burnt when the churches and convents were burnt just after the establishment of the Second Republic in Spain. The most common hypothesis is that it was elements of extreme Republican left and anarchists who wanted to push the Republic towards more aggressive and revolutionary action. Uh, and what is clear is that the new Republican government at the time really did very little to prevent the vandalism and violence and destruction of the property. So many of the religious figures and icons you see carried in processions today are actually fairly modern replicas. So after a quick refreshment stop, we headed off to see one of the final processions of Good Friday. Uh, by this point, it was about 9.30pm uh, and getting dark, and we headed off to a different part of the city. So for our final cofradía, our final procession of Good Friday, we've wended our way through the maze of streets of Malaga, uh, south to the city, and we're right next to El Pimpi, which is a very well-known uh, restaurant and bar in the centre of Malaga, if you haven't been here. Dusk is falling fast now. And we are standing in a leafy park area, surrounded by palm trees and orange trees. The smell of incense still heavy in the air around here. There are a, uh, a group of Nazarenos passing by in their black uh, pointy hats and yeah we're just right next to uh, Malaga's uh, Teatro Romano the uh, Roman theatre just in the shadow of the uh, Moorish uh, fortress just on the hillside in front of us called El Alcazaba packed with people hundreds of people and the procession we are seeing is from the uh, cofradía called the Sepulcro the Sepulcra
So in this uh, final part of the sepulchre procession, the Virgin Mary passes by on a separate float. This time the float uh, adorned with dozens of candles in ornate silver candelabras and also uh, bunches of uh, neatly arranged white flowers. Uh, followed by a brass band, as you can hear. So as the trono continues its journey, very somber music playing. And the procession we are watching, everyone's gone quiet. Everyone goes very quiet in respect of the throno or the float as it goes past. And the float is just going past now. And this one is called El Sepulcro or the sepulchre. Uh, again, a very heavy looking dark mahogany uh, float adorned with four candles on each corner. And this one is bearing the image of Jesus, uh, well, laying dead on his back on top of what looks like a golden coffin, I suppose passing by very slowly. You'll notice there's no drum, no music, no singing, very sombre. You can hear people shushing people to be quiet. The bell is ringing, which means for them to stop the procession, to set the float down on the, uh, on the street. So there you go. There's a little uh, outline and background to the history and workings of Semana Santa in uh, Malaga and, uh, well, in, in Spain in general, really. So for anyone listening who already lives in Spain, I'm sure you're very familiar already uh, with what happens in Semana Santa. For any listeners anywhere else around the world who are not in Spain, um, if you're in Spain around Easter time, um, well, I guess it's kind of uh, unavoidable. You will come across uh, processions for Semana Santa pretty much anywhere you are in Spain. I would highly recommend, uh, even if you're not religious, going to see some of the processions wherever you are. They are absolutely beautiful. They really there's something very haunting about them, uh, and very touching, uh, and people take them very seriously. And and that aside, they're actually incredibly impressive. Um, they are something a real spectacle. Things that are really beautiful to see. Um, I'm very intrigued by them because if I compare uh, Holy Week or Easter here in Spain with the UK where I'm from, it's completely different. In the UK, Easter, I would say these days is a, a, a very low key affair, really. People don't really, certainly don't take to the streets. There are no processions uh, as such. People will uh, perhaps go to church 
and uh, you really it's a time to be with your family and maybe have an Easter meal. And in the UK, the tradition is to buy each other chocolate eggs and indulge yourself, <laughs> fill yourself up with chocolate. But uh, no, for me, still for me in Spain, uh, seeing these uh, Semana Santa celebrations across the country are still a real novelty to, uh, for me because they're just you know so different to to how we celebrate easter back in the uk so there you have it semana santa in spain uh delivered to you a little bit late but i'm, I'm hoping you'll uh find it interesting and i hope it gave you a bit of a flavor Uh, that'll about do it for this episode please feel free to get in touch with any comments via the when in spain facebook page or facebook group and uh, as i always say you can uh, get in touch with me directly with any questions any suggestions any feedback about the when in spain show and uh, you can do that by emailing me at when in spain one it's when in spain number one at outlook.com and i will endeavor to get back to you um, as soon as possible so don't be shy Uh, get in touch so until the next time thank you for listening and hasta luego